What's up, everybody? We have Jackson and Elliot with us in the studio today. A couple of friends of ours who will chime in here and there. We're going to be, of course, talking NFL and college football and some other big stories happening in the world of sport. Catch you next on Bleacher Creatures. As of course, you know, we have a couple friends with us here today in the studio, Elliot and Jackson. But, uh, you know, my girlfriend told me to kill a, sp- uh, sorry, to take a spider out the other day instead of killing him. So we went out, had a couple drinks. Super nice guy. Turns out he's a web designer. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Josh just woke up, so he's not going to answer to anything today. <sighs> I'm glad that other people are here to not laugh at it this time. You know what's funny is that <laughs> you, when you texted me about doing this podcast, you wanted to do it at like 8 o'clock in the morning. And I was well, like – yeah, I switched to an eight-hour shift today so that we could record this podcast. And I was like, yeah, that's a little stiff. Um, not going at 8. You got to figure something out because as soon as he got off is when I went into work. And he was like, oh, well, let me see if I can get a, uh, a 12 to 8 shift, which is nothing, you wimp. And – then more than sti- what I had. He still shows up here late. You're working five hours tonight. <laughs> he still shows up here late. He shows up looking like he just rolled out of bed. I mean, honestly, uh, Lindsay wanted me to tell you that she hopes you, you know, got the smell of fish sticks out of your mouth. <laughs> We're not starting this again. No, no, just move on. All right. So, um, you know, I have a lot of dad jokes, um, as I've said over the episodes, and I store them in my data base. All righty, let's get to it. <laughs> All right. So, um, it feels so good to be validated in my trust me knowing that these are bad jokes. Just, just trust me. You're gonna have a bad episode, buddy. They're gonna be real good dad jokes to laugh. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So before we get into that, before we uh, crack open that, we have some a couple big college football games this weekend. Um, the big one is the Red River rivalry between OU and Texas. That's uh, the number six Sooners going up against the number twenty-one Longhorns in Dallas. Um, before I get into that, I want to say the game has been played in Dallas since like nineteen twenty-two, and that is just that unfair advantage that Texas always gets with that like kind of big brother feeling they have towards the big 12 where everything goes through texas like right. it's just ridiculous um for a rivalry as prestigious as that one to only be played in texas when it's texas and ou i, I think it's ridiculous yeah it is um i get they played it because like, ou is far from like a small school yeah they shouldn't have to have an away game against a locked away game against a rival every year every single year and i mean i get it it's at the cotton bowl One of the most beautiful stadiums in America. Well, it was before they built Jerry World, um, which is now the host of the Cotton Bowl. But I I just don't like it. I think it should be in Norman and it should be in Austin. I I get a neutral site game, but the neutral site has to be a neutral site. Yeah, not in Texas. Yeah, not in one team state. And I'm pretty sure the game between Georgia and Florida is like that as well, where I think it's in Jacksonville. I mean, that's close enough. To Georgia, but it's still across state lines. Yeah, but like if that was the case, they should make it to where each like you can do a neutral site, but have it like kind of alternate. Like 
a neutral site location in one other the other team's state every now and then. You know, well, I mean, you could also just alternate every year. Yeah, you don't it's, have to do a neutral yeah, site game. Yeah, there's, yeah you could just, just have an away game one yeah. year and then a home game next year. Yeah, I, I think uh, the, like I said, the last time they played in Oklahoma was 1922. Which yeah, is that's, that's ridiculous. utterly ridiculous. Yeah, if you're seeing how small the levels are, it's somebody came in here, messed with it one day. We've never figured out how to get it back to normal. They're green now, though. Oh, yeah, I can do that. I can change the color. I could put it green, black, red, or blue. I asked for purple, but they don't have that, Josh. Stop no. getting fancy. I mean, you can definitely just pull up. I'm colorblind, and everything's purple. That'll work. You could do that. <laughs> um <laughs> So let's see. OU's won the last three meetings, and I don't think they're going to win this one. Um, Texas has a strong run game in B.J. and Robinson. I think that's how you pronounce this name. It's B-I-J-A-N. Um, and OU ranks five in rushing defense, but hasn't played anyone, which is typical of OU. So I think yeah. Robinson's going to rack up some yards against OU. OU missed 15 tackles in a battle with K-State last week that they almost lost. And while many analysts think OU will bounce back they're just blind. No matter how badly you want OU to be good, they're not. They play no. in a weak conference as of now. I know they're going to be going to the SEC, but it, it's year in and year out. OU is the same team. Yeah, when I think of when I think of OU, I think of the last couple quarterbacks that came out, and that's all I can ever tell you about them. Well, here's the thing: this quarterback they have now, Spencer Rattler, is supposed to come in and kind of fill those shoes, and he's not. He's just He's not mm-hmm. Baker. He's not Kyler. He's not Jalen Hurts. And the fans are starting to turn on him because they're so used to three Heisman candidates for your last three quarterbacks right. that they're, they're not okay with Spencer coming in in his first year and not playing like the Heisman front runner. And they're barely squeaking by teams. Um, and like I said, people think OU's going to come out. What year is he? I want to say he's a sophomore. Yeah, give the kid a chance. But – OU's not going to win this game. Uh, no, probably not. Sarkeesian's going to get his first big win at Texas. Uh, and I, I just don't see OU bouncing back from their you know embarrassing wins these past couple games. They're not going to come out and make a statement against Texas. This Texas team is the same Texas team that put up 70 points against Texas Tech. That yeah. OU defense is overrated as it always is. It's kind of like Notre Dame being overrated. Yeah, as much as I hate to say it, Texas sounds like they're good this year, and the Cowboys are actually looking like they're good this year. And yeah. It breaks my heart. Well, Texas Texas may not be good in, like, an SEC sense, but they are good outside of that. I mean, we saw Arkansas go out and just absolutely stomp Texas. But for the Big 12, you can get stomped by Arkansas and come back strong. Right. And I think that they will. Um, I, I just I don't see OU winning this one. I think Texas breaks that three-year streak. And they go out and they win uh, 35-24. All right. All right. Oh, that reminds me. i got to add something for later. Well, we also have the top four matchup between number four Penn State at number three Iowa. This matchup is going to be the first regular season Big Ten Conference conference game between ranked teams in the top five of the AP poll that didn't include Ohio State since 1997. And if you let's see, if you remove Michigan from that equation, also it would be the first time it's happened since a 1962 game. So that basically wow. just shows you that Michigan and Ohio State rule the Big Ten. Yeah. Even though Michigan is also always overrated. Uh, 
No team has intercepted more passes this season than Iowa. They have 12 interceptions, but the total doesn't tell the whole story. Um, not only do the, Hawk, the Hawkeyes pick off more passes, but they do it at a much higher rate than almost every team. Iowa has intercepted 7.2% of the passes against it against them this season. Wait, um, they've intercepted 7.2 of passes thrown against them. That's insane. Yeah, they're they have a really good defense. Um, they rank second nationally behind Houston. Um, and then you go to Penn State side of the ball. Sean Clifford, phenomenal quarterback for the Lions. Uh, doesn't throw a lot of picks, so that's going to be a good matchup. But he's still kind of you know green around the gills. It's 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 new. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's he's. I don't know if he's cemented himself in that team enough to go out and win that game. Um, and I, I'm not too sure about Iowa's offense. But I think their defense is good enough to win them this game. I think it's going to be a classic Big Ten low-scoring matchup, uh, 17-10. <laughs> 17-10 Iowa. Not much love for the Big Ten. Dude. Well, I mean, if you look at this Penn State team, they had a nail-biter with Wisconsin, who has not won a game. And Penn Iowa's defense is a lot better than Wisconsin's. So I, I, I don't think that that's a – No, not, it's fair. <laughs> it's, just, it's just very funny to me to see – you talk about other conferences. That's just, the, that's what happens in college football. You'll get the benefit of beating a team early in the season that was ranked when you played them, and then it turns out that they're horrible, but you beat them when they were number five in the country, so it doesn't matter. They just keep you right there. Right. That's what people during the LSU championship year, people were – when at the end of the year when all the LSU fans were talking about how they had beaten so so many uh, okay, top ten teams. There was no doubt there was in the Texas. world that LSU was the best team in the country. No, I know, but people were still – before the playoffs, people were still – I would see people on Twitter still trying to be like, oh, they're not that good. They're, they're, one of their top ten wins was Texas, and Texas they, is horrible. They had like six top ten wins, though. Yeah, I know. It's Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. People forget I, – I could talk forever about that being the greatest football team and give you every reason why it was the greatest college football team, but I don't want to do that. I don't Exactly, wanna... and people were doing it to them. It's one thing if you played one team at the beginning of the season that was right. five, you beat them, now they they suck, and they've dropped three games in a row. LSU did it to, like, five teams all in a row. No, I know. That's what I'm saying, though. They Don't get me heated this early. Uh, all right. All right. We're just going to move on. We're just going to move on. All right. Now, so remember last week we had Arkansas and Georgia, and then Ole yeah. Miss and Bama. You now, almost got the scores right for both of them. Ole Miss is playing Arkansas this weekend. Ooh. So we've got number 13, Arkansas, at Ole Miss and Oxford. Um, I can tell you, I've been to Oxford. Everybody always says how great it is for tailgating, how beautiful it is. It's pretty. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> tailgating, subpar. 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 Pretty subpar, man. May have been because I'm an LSU guy. You know, I'm rocking purple and gold <laughs> traveling through Oxford. But it felt like – Everything about the city was in one little section off the interstate. Like it felt like I was driving through Opelousas. Oh no, it's uh, that's my like my dad's side of the family is from there, and yeah, no, it's it's one, it's like it's a what you can fit in a, a picture frame, like the yeah. framing of a picture. That's Oxford. It was in no way special at all. Neither was College Station when I went. Now College Station was very clean. Don't get me wrong, it was an extremely clean city. But it, it it didn't feel like a Baton Rouge. It didn't feel. Right. I've never been to either, so I have no input on this. It didn't feel like Tuscaloosa or you know wherever Gainesville. It literally felt like I was going up to like Hammond or uh, Covington. Like it was. It, it may have even been smaller than Covington. 
It was not big. No way. Yeah. It. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't big. It wasn't oh like a fun place to be. I couldn't so see being like a like a Walmart. Yeah, I I couldn't see it. being a college kid there and having like a good time. Why Oxford would you go. Oxford has one main strip. They have one road. It's like their main street, right? It has everything. It has all the bars. It has the college campus. It has everything. And then you you take a right at the end of that strip, and there's nothing. <laughs> You're at a dead-end road. It is, it, it, it's You're horrible. in the next state. Yeah. <laughs> and not to mention, it's like all the way at the top of Mississippi, which I didn't know when we were going. It? Yeah, it's it's like a what? It's like a six-hour. Uh, I'm, I'm realizing right now that I know nothing north, about North Miss. Central. We'll say North Central. Yeah. It's, it's like – I'm just going to look it up. Yeah, just look it up because – it it's not a f- it was not a fun place to be, it it just it felt so bland, like Josh's seasonings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so oh yeah, it does look like a tiny town. Exactly. So okay, just the fact that the like courthouse or the city hall is at the end of the street. <laughs> what did they build it on like Sims? Probably. <laughs> it looks it's, like it, it's literally a cul-de-sac in front of it. Like this, just no. It's just yeah, that's sad. the turn. That's the turnaround to go back through the city. Yeah. <laughs> the whole city. All right, look, we got uh, Ole Miss was exposed on every front last week versus uh, Alabama, and while Arkansas got blanked by Georgia, I firmly believe almost everyone else would too. Uh, Arkansas's defense is not as good as Bama's, but still really good, and will expose even more of that Ole Miss offensive line and quarterback, and the Ole Miss coaching staff. Uh, as you know, Josh, Ole Miss's coaching staff is horrible. Uh, oh, that's old Lane, huh? Oh, that's old Lane, the Fighting Kiffins, and you know, doesn't like to kick the ball. Likes to go for it on fourth down every single time, like he's playing NCAA fourteen. Um, well, have you heard about that? That high school coach that he was doing that. He was he never punted through hail mary almost every play. Um, never kicked a field goal, onside kicked every time, and he won like four state championships in a row. That's and then, high school. Well, now he's doing it in college at a small college, but it's working there too. That that that's just that's so gimmicky. Oh, it is. It's, it, it's so gimmicky. Like luck, I just don't understand how it's still working. And when you get to a certain level, that gimmicky stuff does not work. Oh, I know. I know. You can't do that against. I wouldn't even say you could do that against Ole Miss. No. And LSU, for all their faults, I don't think you could do it against them either. No, not at all. And not a Bama, not a Georgia. And a, a good year, Clemson, which you know th- this year, poor Clemson. Um, it, it's that's a that's just wild. Um, Arkansas's offense is going to run through that weak Ole Miss defense. Uh, Kiffin will, you know, find some way to spin it and get the uh, blame off of him because that's what he does. Uh, Arkansas handles Coral and the Fighting Kiffins. Uh, I think they're going to win thirty-one fifteen because Kiffin's going to go for two at some point. Uh, he just doesn't believe in kicking the ball. He'll make a few more bad decisions to go for it, not learn from previous mistakes, and it'll hurt him again. And, yeah, he's going to continue to ruin Ole Miss while he's there. You know, Ole Miss had to change their uh, mascot a while back. They might, they should have just changed it to the Fighting Kiffins. It sounds pretty good. Well, yeah, you would say that, but he's not going to be there long enough. Kind of rolls off the Kiffins, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> look, Arkansas is going to bounce back from the Georgia loss. Ole Miss is incapable of doing that. They're, ha- they're going to hang their head, their heads in their hands, they're going to pout. They're going to mope. They're not going to come to play because that's the type of team that Kiffin coaches. And I'm sorry. It, it's just the truth because that's just the type of coach he is. I they're, love that this is a LSU, Saints, 
and Lane Kiffin. Hate Lane Kiffin show. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, speaking of the LSU Fighting Tigers, uh, yeah. Oh man, I don't even really want to talk about it. I don't know why I went out to Buffalo Wild Wings for that damn game. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Waste of a good night. Yeah. LSU at number 16, Kentucky in Lexington. Um, Kentucky's a three-point favorite. The Cats' defense isn't great, but they're gritty. Uh, they find a way to survive, and they're 5-0. and LSU's poorly coached. No run game. Beats themselves. Uh, no offensive line. Kentucky isn't great at forcing, off, uh, forcing turnovers, which will help Johnson and our offense, but it, it, I don't think it'll help that much. Uh, Kentucky isn't the best passing the ball, and our defense is great at that, but can't stop the run game at all, and Kentucky has the leading rusher in the SEC. Um, Kentucky's last four games been decided by one possession, which means they've been lucky. It's going to be a weird one. I really I can't tell you who will win because there's a, there's a good chance LSU could go in there and really surprise me. Um, the offensive line won't, nor no, will the, the run game. the offensive line won't. But and if the offensive line doesn't, the run game won't. Yeah. But their defense could find a way to keep him in the game, and Johnson could make a few more passes that he didn't make against Auburn. Because if he does, that game goes completely different. Um, look, if LSU loses this game, which I, I'm i leaning towards them losing it, uh, LSU fans, get ready to see somebody else at the helm. Oh, yeah, just talk the season. Um, it's over. Yeah, it might be the last time you ever see O in purple and gold. Look, O. Who would you want? Well, I'll get to that. All right. I'm going to just say my you know, my feelings about O. O is an excellent recruiter, but let's be honest. 2019 ship sailed. Since then, he's 8-7. and seven. The teams since ha- have been the most mismanaged, mismanaged they've ever been. He caught lightning in a bottle that year, and every single chip fell into place perfectly. It's not 2019 anymore. Burrow, gone. That O-line, gone. That coaching staff, gone. His hires since then have been horrible our defensive coordinator wasn't a defensive coordinator at a d1 school since like 2009 that's probably not the best thing to do the two our offensive coordinator and our passing game coordinator were two assistants with the panthers that were not ocs ever in their life i believe Hmm. it's he makes very poor decisions him he he's incapable of turning this team around no especially with this Sissy blue shirt comments. Oh, wait, did you see what happened? Uh, oh, no. Did something else? Did that story evolve some more? Not that story, but, oh, I guess it was like a public call-in show. And somebody called in and was like, hey, Coach O, um, it's my little sister's birthday. She's turning 20. Would you mind wishing her a happy birthday? And, of course, I can imagine. O said, yeah, you know, happy birthday. What's her name? And he was like, oh, we, we just call her Bebe. And he was like, oh, I know some people like that. Yeah, happy birthday, baby. And he was like, and I'll, you know, I'll try to keep this as PG rated uh, about what he said. But the guy was like, yeah, you know, she's a 20-year-old blonde college girl. Please don't sleep with her. And they hung the phone up. And, you know, right then and there, you just move on. You don't say another thing about it. You just say, you know, please don't, don't call in saying stuff like that. This is, a, you know, we're trying to have an informative show here. O proceeds to say, you know, we have a special spot down the – a special fishing hole down the bayou that we bring people like that. Why would you say that? Why you could, would you, – You could take that so many different ways. You could take it so many different ways. Well, you could also take it the way he intended it, and he's going to yeah. kill him. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> that I, I, itself is like 
I, the most lucrative thing you could have said at that point. I like. I don't know what was going the thing through his with head. O is that his personality is really cool and fun and cute when you're winning, but as soon as you start losing, it's the worst all look his ever. Stupid antics just come back and bite him, bite him, How and they bite you as an organization. Yep. He's not 18, is he? <laughs> no, but he sure acts like he is. Um, look, like I said, O loses, it's over. Oh, yeah. Scott Woodward, it's not his man. He didn't hire O. It's done. The The O era in Baton Rouge is coming to a close. And I can honestly tell you, if these three replacements that have been thrown around are the potential, actually, you know, like the real replacements, I'm not excited. Mm. Okay. So, first off, guess who's number one? Urban Meyer. I wish at this point. <laughs> guess who's number one? Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh, Lane that would be some incredible Kiffin. content. I almost hope it happens. Lane Kiffin right now is the number one candidate to replace Coach O in Baton Rouge. And everybody wants to say, oh, we'll have better resources. He'll be able to get better recruits. He'll be able to do this. He'll be able to do that better than he can at Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin has never been ready for a big coaching job, and he never will be. He's proven that time and time again. He proved it at USC. He proved it at Tennessee. He's proved it at Ole Miss. He proved it with the Raiders. It's a horrible hire. It's a panic hire. Do not hire Lane Kiffin. Yeah, the offense might be good, but everything else will suck, and there will be horrible decisions. Don't hire Lane Kiffin. For my sake, please don't hire Lane Kiffin. And then you got Jimbo Fisher. Oh, boy. Jimbo Fisher from Texas A&M, who has not Where done— Where was he at before? Wasn't he at Florida? Florida State. Uh. What could Jimbo do at Baton Rouge that he couldn't do at College Station? Nothing. That's a horrible hire. Don't go get Jimbo. Do you think just because he moves 360 miles to the east and has a couple more dollars, he's going to be a better coach? No, he's not. His teams always lose. It's ridiculous. Do not hire Jimbo Fisher. And then you've got James Franklin from Penn State. I'm not as mad about that one. but <laughs> <laughs> All right, so James Franklin is our leading candidate on the Bleacher Creatures podcast. Look, he coached, at S- he coached in the SEC at Vandy. He's had some de- decent Penn State teams, mm-hmm. recruited um, Saquon Barkley to go play at Penn State, which, you know, I would take a half of Saquon Barkley right now just so we could have a running back. Um, <laughs> he's never been in the playoff conversation until this year. He's always lost his big games. I'm I- I'm not excited for any of these potential replacements. Honestly, I'm just hoping Clemson fires Dabo and we get him. Because there's some, there's some murmurs about Dabo getting fired, but if they did that, Clemson would be the dumbest university in the country to let Dabo go. Um, I don't want us to get Dabo. I do. He's the only one out of these three coaches that has won a national championship, or these four coaches, has that pedigree, brings a level of eliteness with him, and will get the same players at LSU, if not more, than he did at Clemson. These other three coaches aren't going to do that. No. I mean, like, you could – from a from an organizational standpoint, I understand it. From a fan standpoint, I don't like Dabo. I don't like Dabo either. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> so who's your – if you could you could have anybody, who is your, your dream, dream coach? At this moment, Nick Saban. <laughs> If Saban was like, hey, guys, I have three more years of life. I still want to coach at LSU. Come on. 
I'm taking him in a heartbeat. What, what was yeah. that, Josh? How do you feel about that? I, yeah. I don't care. That doesn't do anything for me. I, I'm I'm not uh like, you know, I don't care that much about LSU football. Yeah, I yeah, like baseball, but I want to see LSU do good. So if Nick Saban is how they do it, it doesn't bother me. I mean, if I had to be realistic, Dabo still. I mean, I I think it would take offering him half of the state of Louisiana. To we'd have to give him the Louisiana purchase yeah. Can it be for him to leave. Half? <laughs> yeah, it there might be. No, there's no northern Louisiana. <laughs> That's Diet Arkansas. That's Diet Arkansas. Anything north of Alexandria is just Diet Arkansas. That's a completely different set of people up there. Mm. We're all Cajun. They're all country. Yeah. Um, but no, I would I would love to see Dabo in Tiger Stadium. He had he got rid of bring the, him Clem- to the real Death Valley. Bring him to the real Death Valley. He got rid of the you know the whole Clemsoning thing where it was taught you know Clemson was always overrated and then it always lose. And it was called Clemsoning. Um, I think he would be a perfect fit in Tiger Stadium in the real Death Valley. But like I said, he ain't leaving Clemson for no. What is that old saying? Like he wouldn't leave it for all the gold and it's like a you'd, you'd hear your dad say it. It's like a really old saying. Nah, it doesn't matter. He, yeah, I don't know. He wouldn't leave Clemson for like if literally if we offered him the Louisiana purchase. <laughs> um, and let's be realistic. Until Saban retires, and Dab, I mean, if we don't get Dabo, which we're not, but until Saban retires, it does not matter who you have as a head coach. It no, doesn't I mean, matter. It's like I said last week. When do you think Saban's going to retire? He's not. Until he will die on the field. Yeah, he'll, <laughs> he'll just ascend into like a football. <laughs> Saban will die on the field. He, I think it was uh, Bear Bryant when they asked him, the, the former coach at Alabama who, you know, brought them to all, that level of fame. They asked him, you know, Bear, now that you're retiring, like how, like how do you think retired life is going to go? And he's like, I think I'll be dead in four weeks. And he died in three. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, it was Bear Bryant, the before Saban, Saban. He was like, "Yeah, I'll probably just roll over in about four weeks," and it was three weeks. That man had one goal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> coaching Alabama football. I mean, wow. But Respect, yeah, really. like I said, until Saban retires, it's over. Uh, the, yeah, I mean, it does not matter who you get. It does not matter what recruits you get. And you know, we're kind of starting to see the iceberg kind of melt. With some other teams coming in, Georgia getting big, Clemson getting big, uh, LSU coming in and winning the title. But until Saban is gone, it does not matter. And that's yeah. just the truth of the situation. Jackson, I know you had something you want to say to uh, Josh because I'm done with college football at the moment. All right, so, you know, segueing into uh, NFL, I don't know. I just, I just feel like James Winston is not that bad, you know, if he was playing for – my high school football team. Okay. Like, I saw this whole setup. Blake's filming me right now. <laughs> so, like, I know that y'all are just trying to get me worked up again, and I've already decided that I'm going to be happy today. So, so I'm not going to do it. I like that attitude, man. I, I, do would, too. I, would, I would like to see you get a little... Jackson also spicy. told me that if Taysom would have played more in the Giants game, they would have won. Hmm. He, told me that last, he told me that last night. <laughs> Jackson's an actual idiot, then. <laughs> I thought you were smarter than this, buddy. Yeah, and, like, he kind of pulled me aside. He was like, dude, Jameis is horrible. And I was like, I started talking like you, trying to take up for him. 
And I was like, wait a minute, I didn't even watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, look, I, really though, I I have been I've watched the past few Saints games because I was you know I got interested mm-hmm. and I had the means to do it. Um, no, Jameis is not Jameis is not bad. He's not Breeze. That's what everybody expects him to be. Right. He's never going to be Breeze, but he has. I don't know. I just watching it. It's not him. No. It is whatever they're trying to do. It's like I said last week. They're trying to. Sean Payton is trying to fit a square peg into a round hole right now, and the only way you can fit a square peg into a round hole is to make it smaller. What? Whoa. Wow. Like, he has to minimize Jameis Winston for him to be able to be Drew Brees because that's not his strength. So if he's going to play to Drew Brees' strengths with Jameis Winston, then he's You a philosopher? Him. That was a beautiful statement. That, Thank wow. you. That, no man. one co- – I was like, wait a second. Yeah, I, I mean, just came up with something and no one commented on it, so I was like, all no, right, I, I guess I sounded you. stupid that's and I just thing. went on. That, that's a good thing because I was like, oh. I no, mean, I was like, good. I was like, man, I've never heard that saying before. <laughs> I made it up. It, I mean, it was good. It, like it, it. it kind of hurt you when you patted your own self on the back like you do with all of your predictions. <laughs> We're just going to go over oh, that. Oh, I'll be doing that later. That. Oh, yeah. Josh gets one game right, and suddenly he's Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. All right, Josh. It, t- <laughs> talk, talk to me about some NFL. I, I need to know why I'm losing 40 to 10 right now in fantasy off of one Thursday game. Probably because you're a bad general manager dude I, I had tyler lockett play he got 10 points he, he's been racking up and then all of a sudden i think what dk came back yeah I yeah had one guy playing and he did all right <laughs> <laughs> who were you playing against uh let's probably see. cooper cup and robert woods or maybe that running back i think it honestly was. i think cooper cup was one of them let me check uh, it's both of them i'm sorry <laughs> it was let me go to matchup. it was cooper cup and dk oh yeah I mean, I'll be Sucks. all right. I'll be all right. He does have Tom Brady and Kamara, so hopefully the Saints lay another egg this weekend. Yeah, hopefully not. Who do they play? But, uh, Washington. We'll talk about that in a minute. But first, we're going to go to Monday Night Football. So I chose the Raiders to win on Monday night, and I was wrong. As is tradition. Yeah. I usually – I have missed most of the Monday nights, huh? Yeah, I think so. And I've got a, most of them right by not knowing anything and just saying. Yeah, he just picking, picks the opposite of me. <laughs> picking the team Josh doesn't want to win. And by the way, you know, the Yankees might be out of the playoffs, but you better believe the Cowboys are winning a freaking Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Blake. I, I was going to bring it up at some point that I, it, we can get to it. I, I hammered was, down you that did the it. Yankees were going <laughs> to win this, the World Dude. Series. And I thought. Thought it was going to help because I didn't care. So I have a lot of gripes about that Yankee team, the way it was coached, everything that went down in that game, and we can get to it after because I, you know, I want to give you the floor to talk about NFL, but it's not a pretty situation what I'm about to do to the Yankees. All right. Well, we'll wait for that. We're still happy right now. But like a threat. <laughs> it is a threat. It is a threat. Oh my God. I still don't feel bad about picking the Raiders, though. What we saw Monday was two very good teams battling it out to see who would win. I think the game could have easily gone either way, and the Raiders really hurt themselves early when they fell behind and didn't get the stops they needed to at the beginning of the game because Justin Herbert is ridiculously good. Like, he's disgusting to watch play football. It's incredible. He is, he is really good. And it, it, it was kind of expected – but I don't think to this level. I th- a lot of people, when he was coming out, were saying that he was just overrated and that he wasn't going to be anything in the NFL. 
I, I kind of thought he was, too, honestly, because of where he played college. Yeah, and he has proved every single person wrong. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he won Rookie of the Year. He's the rookie passing leader. He's doing kind of everything people thought Burrow would have done if he had not got hurt. He's already tied for most three touchdown, three touchdown and zero pick games no, he's, in NFL history. He's incredible. And Do he's not get barely me wrong. played a full season. Yeah, he, he's absolutely incredible. But anyway, I still think they're both very good teams, and I think there's a good chance that we could see both of them playing in the postseason. But that's really all I have to say about Monday night. I don't have any gripes with any, you, either you, of them. You, you kept telling me how the Raiders were tough. They didn't look that tough against the Chargers. Did I say they were tough? You, you kept, that was one of the things you like kind of, you know. Uh, their pass rush is really good. Focused on was their toughness. And I, I didn't think that they were that tough. They, it looked like they were getting bullied at points in the game by the Rams. I'm sorry, by the Chargers. Same color, same city. Please fix it. <laughs> I'm trying to remember when I – I'm trying to think who I would have said was tough. It was just the, the, uh, the Raiders in general. It, w- it wasn't like any one specific player. Oh, okay. Well, I was wrong. I don't remember it. But, yeah, the only tough part of them really is their Josh Jacobs and their pass rush. Yeah. But Derek Carr kind of had an off game. He got better. He, did, he played good in the second half, but he – Kind of stunk it up in the first, and yeah, that's what ended up losing it for him. But I still think they're both good. I, I'm not worried about either of them. I'm more worried about the Chiefs being able to reclaim that division from them because they're already down. So we'll we'll see. I, I, I mean, mean, the Chiefs are ridiculous. If, if the Chargers win one head-to-head matchup with the Chiefs, I think they'll be fine and they'll win the division because they're not going to lose to the other teams. Chargers are winning that division. Interesting. I, I I really don't know. I don't know what to expect from them. I'm just taking that division week to week. I mean, it's potential. Whoa. Whoa. My voice just cracked so bad. Oh, my. Um, sorry. I'm, you know, I'm just getting older now, going through puberty. Uh, but, no, that so. division has potentially out of – if you took the six best NFL teams, that's three of them right there. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm, I, The West is just – they are owning football right now, and it's it's sad. But then we'll go to Thursday night. So I was very right about this game. I said that the Rams would come out and play like they were out for revenge. Russell Wilson would do everything he could to keep the Seahawks in it, but he would fall short. And what we saw was a very good game on both sides, and he took the game took a shift when Russell Wilson's middle finger on his throwing hand got jammed when Aaron Donald tried to swat a pass from his hand, and he had to come out for the rest of the game. The Rams then went on to take advantage of the injury and took over the game, but it was far closer than the scoreboard would lead you to believe. Because there was still a chance until the very end. Like, I, my roommate was trying to get me to uh, play Xbox with him. And I was like, they might still come back and do this. Like, this isn't <laughs> – I'm not turning this game off. Also, Geno Smith, he looked really good. He, he really did. For coming in in that situation, he, he looked actually yeah, – he came in off the bench, threw a beautiful touchdown to DK Metcalf, and it was, it was fun to watch him play. I I feel bad that Geno went to the Jets because I feel like he could have been not great, but I feel like he could have been a solid quarterback if he went somewhere else. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I'm sorry. I'm trying to look up some stuff that I wanted to talk about later, but continue on. Yeah, so Matthew Stafford is great. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm like, really happy for Stafford and like, what's been going on with him. 
there's only a couple people in the NFL that I will be a fan of no matter where they go, and Matthew Stafford is one of them. And he has gone to the Rams, who I've hated for a long time. I, 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 why would you hate the Rams? You know why. It's the colors. It's not their fault, but... Yeah, I know why. But Matthew Stafford is one of them. Aaron Rodgers is one of them. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald would have been one of them. There's just uh, there's not many, but Matthew Stafford, I want to see him do well, even though he's with the Rams. Okay, this podcast is getting very quiet. I don't like that. So, Josh, I need you to pick up the pace and the energy. You don't don't do it. Don't do what? <laughs> Whatever it is. All right. And no, it could have been because I was looking stuff up. Yeah. So now I'm on. I'm on the Saints versus Washington. And as on, you remember, on the Washington. Yeah, on on to Washington. On to the well, I almost said Redskins. On to the football team. Yeah, uh, I'm nervous. Not because Washington is a good team. They're or not because they have a very good defensive line. I'm nervous because I don't know if Sean's gonna be able to keep Taysom off the field. Well, it, like I said the other week, if you're Jameis, you march into that office and you tell him, "This is my team. I am not playing second fiddle." to Taysom anymore if we want to win if we want to win which we all do that I start I don't come out in pivotal drives I don't come out at any point in time unless we are up by 50 or we have a special run play to get into the end zone right well as you remember Monday I had a lot of stuff to say about the Giants game a whole 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 your voice just cracked too so don't say another word to me boy (laughs) I didn't say anything. <laughs> All right, but come on. Even now, with a clear mind, and I'm not full of anger, I, I, none of the stuff I said strikes me as being wrong. I, I still 100% agree with everything I said, and I think those Sorry. are things that need to be fixed. There we go. Oh, there it is. Oh, that feels so much better. But the Saints should beat Washington pretty easily. I think it should be 28-17. to 17. There's a lot of things the Saints should have done that they have not. Yeah. Oh, this is this is not okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I tried to do last week. Oh, man. Why did I? Uh, see, Jackson, if you wouldn't be here, wouldn't have to use the blue mic. I used my red mic and wouldn't have this problem. Because you see, if you look on Jackson's mic, there's those weights. I don't have that. I'm not going to take that. <laughs> I'm not going to take that. <laughs> All right. Please excuse me while I try to put this mic back on. Do you want my weights? No. Okay. Marshawn Lattimore. This is better anyway. I like this more. (laughs) Marshawn Lattimore should easily – he should honestly easily be able to lock down Terry McLaurin, even though he's very good and is probably the top, I'd say, like seven receiver in the NFL. Who's uh, who's, who's QB1 right now in Washington? Taylor Heineke. It's still him? Yeah. Nice, man. Good for him. He's playing pretty good, too. Like That's really good for him. I want to see him do well. Not this week. That's a great story. he fails completely this week. Uh, I hope the Redskins, for the sake of my fantasy team. They don't exist. I'm sorry. The Washington football team. For the sake of my fantasy team, please, you can lose. Just shut down Kamara. Oh, no. Don't do that. Actually. If you win, why do you care? Because if you shut down Kamara, we're not going to win. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. (laughs) 
<laughs> my fantasy team at this point at a two and two record. It's a pivotal point in the season. They need to win tonight <laughs> or this weekend. But with Lattimore holding down Terry McLaurin, I think the rest of the defense should be able to hold everyone else easy. They don't have a high-powered offense. Taylor Heineke is very interesting. He's a very good story. And I think he could be good later on down the line, but he's not there yet. So I think he's I think we're gonna be fine on defense. Offense is offense is what I'm worried about, and you know that. Sean Payton, I know you're listening. Do not put Taysom in at quarterback, no matter what the situation looks like. What are you gonna Please. do if drive one, Taysom's in at QB? Oh, if it's drive one, we're I I'll accept that we're tanking. And it that's fine. He's just gonna turn the TV off. Would you, really? No, I would watch it. You think if I they would start, watch us tank for the rest of the season? If they started Taysom, they have just given away the season and said we're tanking. Yeah. Who would they tank for? There's no really good college quarterbacks at the moment. I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's a, that's an interesting. Because uh, if they tank for Matt Coral, I will fly to New Orleans and have a word myself with Sean Payton <laughs> because that's a horrible draft pick. I, I don't know. If Taysom comes out and starts any game this season, unless Jameis is hurt, I'm done. I, I'm not. Uh, you That will be the week that you hear me say, yeah, we don't have to talk about the Saints. It's fine. Okay. Okay. I mean, here's the thing. As bad now, as the I'll, next week I'll come in and I'll be raging about it and yeah, then yeah. it'll be fine. But uh, it's like as bad as you. That's how you got last year whenever everything was happening after Breeze got injured and you kept they kept putting him in. You just kind of well, shut down. Yeah. It got to a point, which it kind of felt the same with Teddy when that happened. But Teddy, I, I wanted Teddy to start. I wanted Jameis to start last year. But I understood what they were doing with Taysom because what I thought was going to be happening this year was that – I thought last year that Sean saw what happened with Teddy. I think Sean wanted Teddy Bridgewater to stay. And whenever Drew Brees got hurt and Teddy went in and went 5-0, and that – um a bunch of other teams saw him and he started getting offers and we weren't able to pay him that much to say as a backup for one more year when Drew was there. What was that Teddy under the Bridgewater? Yeah, Teddy under the Bridgewater. <laughs> Teddy over Trouble Bridge. <laughs> yeah. Love that. But I think I thought last year that he was trying to prevent that from happening with Jameis. So I was more okay with it. But now I see that he doesn't trust Jameis to do anything. Don't kick my computer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if Taysom comes in, I'll I'll be done. Uh, it's it's not worth the energy at that Look, point. Speaking as a very sad LSU fan, you still have to come here and talk about it because it's cathartic. This is where you get all your troubles out and all your problems with a See, poorly coached and you know mismanaged team. That's the thing though. If Taysom comes in as the starter, it won't be mismanaging. It won't be any of that. It's it's tanking. Do you really think it's that bad if he starts? Yes. Okay. Well, I I believe Saints going to win. I think they'll win. But line him up at running back, tight end, fullback. I don't care. But give Jameis his, his chance as your starting quarterback to win or lose the game on his own. I want him to have a full game on his own. That's not going to happen. No. And, like, I understand if you, you want to put Taysom in on, like, the goal line for, like, a QB power to the right. Because it works a lot. It seems like the they're playing him just to not lose him. Taysom. That's yeah. kind of what I always thought. I want to lose him. Because he was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm, I'm coming. I want to be the quarterback. 
and it, it was like a little rift there at a time where he didn't know if he was going to stay in New Orleans because they didn't know he didn't know that they were going to offer him a quarterback position. Right. And it seems like Sean Payton is playing him because he thinks he can go somewhere else and be better. Yeah, he can't. No one wants him anymore. Uh, yeah, I think that ship has sailed. the The fascination with Taysom Hill has, you know, burned out. Right. Well, I'll get to that in a second because I'm about to tell you all about the lengthy argument I got into in the comment section on a T-Bob Bear video on YouTube. What are you doing, <laughs> Josh? Josh has a very prolific history of arguing tooth and nail with people <laughs> on YouTube videos. Man. I find it very fun. And very you must got a rap on Twitter, don't you? <laughs> no, no, not on Twitter. It's That's all surprising. on YouTube. Oh, fuck. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, dude? I have never commented on a YouTube video in my life, and you're getting into full-fledged arguments with them? Oh, yeah, for like hours. Day, like no, just days. coming back. I days. know you sit there on that same video, just refreshing it over oh, and no. over. It sends me notifications. I don't just sit there oh, and yeah. watch it. He's got it set up so he can keep arguing. Yeah, I come back an hour or two later. Quick rebuttals. <laughs> you psychopath. Oh, a little bit. Yeah. This is this was. Do you mon- use this your actual Monday name night. or is your? Is oh it- no, we're, it was it was the Bleacher Creatures podcast. Are you serious? <laughs> don't you drag my name. I didn't drag it. I was right. (laughs) It's nothing I didn't say on here. We have a YouTube account? (laughs) Yeah. Now. How am I just finding this out? I mean, it's just my YouTube account. I just, I'm only going to comment on sports stuff. Josh, okay. (laughs) He's getting the name out there. Come on, man. (laughs) I appreciate that. I hope Mr. T-Bob sees it because I love T-Bob Bear. I I wasn't arguing with T-Bob. What was the argument? And I, I swear if you cursed... I did not curse one time. I was actually a a holy boy. <laughs> what was the argument? Who won and who did the other people think won? I mean, All right. ever wins on so, YouTube comment rant. <laughs> so it started off and the video was titled, Do the Saints Trust Jameis Winston? And I was, you know, I went in there, I put a comment and I said my thing is, Drew Brees averaged 12.7 interceptions while he was with the Saints. We don't need Jameis to completely eliminate sacks. I mean, interceptions. We don't need him to throw zero interceptions. We just need him to limit them. And that's he can be an incredibly successful quarterback. Well, my boy, Reclaimer77, oh, oh my, went on the attack. <laughs> Uh, I want you to hear yourself. You're arguing with someone online that goes by the name Reclaimer Seventy Seven. I know. So he started the he started the argument. You just yeah, commented. I just commented that you didn't go and comment. You didn't reply to him first. No, he replied to you first. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, I Fair think enough. You, I think you yeah. put that comment out there looking at Reclaimer. Yeah, yeah fishing, yeah. fishing for a battle. Reclaimers are nobody. Okay. In so a look, seat. it's not as bad now, but it's still weird that you're commenting on YouTube videos. Why? Okay, it's, but there's a comment section for a reason. Yeah, no, but, okay, that's fine. But 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 continue with the what was what was the root of the argument? Oh, he and was basically his whole thing. It all boiled down to it in the end that he was mad that I brought up Drew Brees' interceptions, which is something that a lot of Saints fans get mad if you bring up because they have this holier than thou. Yeah, you can't tarnish his name. No, and I'm not. Tr- I'm. He was like, 
I should have known you were up to something suspicious whenever you brought up. <laughs> what? Yeah, wow. he said, I should have known you were up to something suspicious when you brought up Drew's interceptions. Dude, what's the first day of basis? Ugh. Reach he out. said he typed, ugh. Reach out uh, to this guy so we can get him on the podcast. <laughs> Wait, just FaceTime him right now. I want to see his face. Yeah, I want to talk but, with this guy. It's probably a 12-year-old boy that yeah. Josh is arguing oh, no, with This online. was a grown man. You could tell. It has so, anyway, it goes on for a minute. So, after talking about several topics, like Drew Brees' interception, interception rate. How long was this? It was 17 <laughs> comments total. <laughs> oh. Wow. All right. There were other people. Just hang on. What are you doing? It was were late. Were majority of that 17? I mean, I was probably a little under half. Reclaimer was probably a little under half. Oh, yeah. No, that was just y'all. There was nobody else there. Yeah. No, Israel, Israel, though, he, he came in. <laughs> he came in hot, and he had my back. But... Yeah, we talked about Drew's interception rate, James's potential, and my hatred of the Taysom package. And someone brought up their opinion. This was argumentative. That was his name on YouTube. Oh, okay. just argumentative. Well, nice to see what this cat's about. Yeah. He came in and said, I just find it crazy that this clown never opened his pie hole when Sean was constantly taking out our friggin' Hall of Fame QB, Drew Brees, putting in Taysom. He was referring to you as a clown? Yeah, he was With talking the pie about hole? Yeah, he was <laughs> talking about hole? me and Israel Doe because we were both mad about um the Taysom package and taking Jameis out when he was playing a great game. And yeah, so he came in and said that. And I just I replied, "Ah, yes, because you were in my living room with me for the past few years hearing me scream every single time he walked into the game to take Taysom out, right?" You got those comments up, pulled up right there. What's going on? No, I typed oh. it. I'm so I, I typed out the ones that I wanted to like. You have seem it. like the type of guy that like when something like this happens and somebody kind of puts you in a corner, you just respond with like a picture of a DUI they had or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no I send their address. Yeah, send them their address. But <laughs> tell them their mom's maiden name or something. That's you. <laughs> I don't have the patience to bring up. Like to stalk people like that to find out information. You got, you got a deed off, so no Oh yeah, that's fun. Arguing oh, with man. people is fun. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. no sociopathic to a, to, a degree, <laughs> to a certain degree. Just for like comedy, that's it's it's pretty fun. Well, okay, for, for comedy, but, but I don't think this was. We're right. at yeah, no, forty nine minutes, Josh. Please. All right. Well, I brought all this up. Go through your NFL. I don't want anyone to get it confused and think that I liked the Taysom package with Drew. I don't think anybody thought you did. They definitely don't. Well, know. I don't want anyone to think that anyone did. I don't think Reclaimer seventy seven really knows you very much. No, he yeah, doesn't, you should have. Hey, you should have told but, him like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> the only year I liked it was the first year when it was new, creative, and it was hard for teams to defend because they didn't know what was coming. They didn't know if Taysom could or could not throw the ball five yards downfield. They didn't know that he couldn't throw the ball downfield without crow hopping four times. So. It was it was a worthwhile venture that got to grow him. up into it. That's oh, I used to hear that so much in baseball. It's a it's a gimmick and it ran its course and it has its moments still. But the time of it being a surprise and a useful weapon, it's it's gone. So now I'll get to the NFL picks and I'm starting off About with time, with, bro. What with, is it like? We started this on a Friday. What is it? Sunday now? I have three kids at the house. Now. Yeah. <laughs> you should have told Reclaimer 77 to just if you if if you want to know your opinion, check out the podcast. No, <laughs> just no, name you, drop you yourself. You missed a golden I mean, opportunity. He's still tagged. I can go do it. No, 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 no like, hey, you want to you want to you want to hear about you want to know my opinion and then just No, you check out 
Bleacher Creatures Podcast. Check, check out Bleacher, that's like, the name, Bleacher Creatures Podcast. Dude, Bleacher Creatures Podcast. You can get us on Spotify, Twitter, and all no, uh, dude, podcast streaming services. You left like an address somewhere and be like, come find me. Oh we'll talk about God. it. <laughs> all right. So I'm starting off my NFL picks with a heater. Oh, okay. I think the Jets are getting their second win this week against the Falcons. I mean, that's the toilet bowl, so it could happen. Yeah. That's Everything two. There will there. be seven fans in attendance. Yeah. Less watching on TV. Uh huh. And yeah, I mean that's. I think Zach Wilson is going to have his career day. Tomorrow. I mean, if it and there was or ever Sunday. a team to do it against, it's the yeah. Falcons. Exactly. They 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 won last week against the Titans. In overtime. Which they was another got their, game that shouldn't have happened. No, but they got their taste of winning, and they're not losing to the Falcons this week. So that was that one. I'm I'm pretty confident in. Okay. Then we got the Patriots and the Texans. The Patriots are winning. Then we got the Lions and the Vikings. The Vikings are winning. The Lions suck, and I'm mad that you somehow talked me into picking them last week. And now I say this, and they're going to win this week, but I'm still taking the Vikings. Got the Lions are the best defeated team in the country. That's definitely There's only two left. Hold. And they're the best. <laughs> <laughs> got to be the best of something. Yeah. Then you got the Eagles and the Panthers. The Panthers are winning. Then you got the Saints and the Washington. <laughs> oh, Washington. Yeah. Oh. yeah. It's not easy. You forget. <laughs> and the Saints are winning. And then we got the Titans and the Jaguars. The Titans are winning. I almost took the Jaguars in this. If the Titans wouldn't have lost last week, I think I would have taken the Jaguars in this. The but Jaguars. But they're not going to come out and let the ja- two defeated do teams you, beat them two weeks in a row. Do you still remember what is going on in Jacksonville right now, okay? Oh, yeah, I know. There's, uh, they need to fire Urban now. Oh, the, the locker room's lost. Rip the Band-Aid off now. You're, the season at no point in time will ever get better than it is right now. Fire Urban Meyer. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll beat the Colts once, and I think they'll beat the Texans once. I don't think they'll be a defeated team the entire year, but they're, they're, they're not good. They're, they were the number one pick for a reason. That's all there is to it. Dolphins and Bucks. The Bucks. The Dol- this dumb. There's no. What? The Dolphins suck. It sounded like you kind of fumbled through that, though. You went like the d- Dolphins and the Bucks. Yeah, the, it's the it Dolphins like you were and the Bucks, sh- and the struggling. Bucks are going to win. And there's no reason to sit here and talk about it because it's just obvious. Tampa Bay. He oh, loves Tom Brady out, so Skip. much. You sound like Skip. That was disgusting. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Come on, come on. So then you got the Packers and the Bengals, and this is the one I'm really going out on a limb for. I think Joe Burrow is going to put on a show against a weakened Packers defense, and they're going to beat the Packers. Packers, no. Bengals winning the Super Bowl. No. <laughs> and Joey B, we trust. <laughs> Not this year. I think they could in a few years. Man, I bet my I'm really okay with hands. that. I'm okay with that. Hey, you didn't say what Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. The, 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 Buccaneer, the Buccaneers and the Cowboys are sharing a Super Bowl this year. I told you that. <laughs> no, but on a – Quick note about Joe Burrow. I think he has potential to be the next Peyton Manning, Drew Brees type of player. Yeah, I, I agree. He's just so athletic. It's not even that for me. It's the fact that his biggest strength is his mind. Oh, he's, he's sharp as a knife. He's he makes one of the, the right smart, decisions. He's one of the smartest quarterbacks in the NFL right now, and he makes the best decisions. He has the best pre-snap reads. Like, other than, like, seasoned veterans. And this is a guy who hasn't even fully played an entire season I don't yet. know if he's played eight games. I think he's close to eight games. But so it, I think, I don't, what, did he only play three last season before he went down? 
I'm not sure. I don't remember what his week it was. He's got that nasty scar on his right. knee. But he has a good enough arm. It's not a huge arm, and it's not a bad arm. But it's good enough that he has, he can't rely on that to win him games. You clearly didn't watch this man much. His arm is fantastic. He's, he doesn't have a Patrick Mahomes arm. He doesn't have a James Winston arm. How many people do you know arm. have a Patrick Mahomes arm? That's what I'm saying. He's not that top of the line it's in so that situation. It's so easy to just get him ruffled. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> Come on, Joshy boy. Come on. It's just he's not the most athletic. He's not going to rely on his legs to win him games. He's not going to re- have to rely on his arm to win him games. He's going to rely on his mind and – his ability to read defenses and he's always going to be in a position that as he ages, he'll still be able to stay at the same level until his body just deteriorates like Drew Brees did. Yeah. That's, that's the main reason why those dudes stayed that long. Yeah. Really? Uh, I think he kind of had that reality check last year Mm -hmm. because when he was in college, Joey did not mind scrambling and taking a hit. Right. He, he was like, I'm not sliding. I've never been about sliding. I'm not going to be about sliding. I'm taking the hit. Like I'm getting my yards. Oh, now yeah. he's, he's playing with some 300-pound monsters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you're playing with guys that could, you know, kill you. <laughs> like, like, actually. Did yeah. you see he was mic'd up for week two last year, and he got smoked in the first game. And then the second game, he was running, and he looked like he was about to try to turn the corner and, like, just take a hit. And he slid, and he got up, and he tapped the guy on the helmet and said, ah, you're not hitting me this time. I took that <laughs> last week. <laughs> Oh, uh, man, I love Burrow. He's such a – what a great story Dude, you he think is. I agree. Somebody's definitely gotten, like, a full back tattoo of Joe Burrow yet. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. It's probably uh, Coach O. <laughs> <laughs> but I just got to see that. I think the Bengals are going to pull it out. I'm and hammering then, Bengals. All right. We're we're hammering on the same thing? Hammering Bengals. All right. Okay. You know I'm all got, about Joe Burrow. We got the Broncos and the Steelers. I have a note about this one, and it's that Big Ben sucks. Uh, I have a note about it. I'm hammering Steelers. The Broncos haven't played anybody of relevance. They're going to lose. Is it in Pittsburgh? I don't know. It doesn't matter. The Steelers suck. S- Big Ben cannot throw a football. Steelers win. No, they don't. Steelers okay. win. All right. Now we're hammering opposite. Then we got the Bears and the Raiders. That didn't last really very easy. long. Yeah, that, that uh, was Raiders. So that was yeah, so quick. Raiders. Then we got the Browns and the Chargers. Chargers. Browns. Browns are hurt. Oh, okay. Never mind. Chargers. Chargers are on a heater right now, and Baker has an injury in his left shoulder. Also, Aww. Also, Justin Herbert's absolutely incredible. I have a note that says that. I just wanted to bring it up again. Okay, weird. He's great. <laughs> well, I didn't mean to bring it up earlier, but. No, you did. Yeah. You did. Yeah. You have a Justin Herbert fathead in your room. Do you have a, do you have a tattoo of him yet? <laughs> yeah, it's all over my back. Uh, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> then we got it's the right Gi- next to his 15 anchors. <laughs> <laughs> then we got the Giants and the Cowboys. Cowboys. Amen. Disgusting. Amen, baby. Stars. Let's go. The stars at night are big and bright. <laughs> Deep in the heart of Texas. Ah, Cowboys. That's so annoying. <laughs> Hey, you know what? The Lakers are winning the NBA championship. <laughs> That's fine. I don't care. Then we got the 49ers and the Cardinals. The Cardinals are winning. They'll lose eventually, but it won't be this Sunday. Um, the Bills and the Chiefs. Dub Bills. 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 <laughs> yeah, they need to win this game. Yeah, for their record, for their morale, and, and the confidence boost it'll give them for the rest of the season. That's a team right now that knows they're right on the edge of being great. And their defense is horrible. Yeah, they're kind of bad. And but the AFC doesn't really have that many good defenses. I think the Bills will pick apart that defense. It'll be oh, hard. Oh, you're for talking th- about the Chiefs defense. Yeah, the Chiefs yeah. defense is okay. horrible. I thought so. 
Yeah. They the Chiefs, rank 30th in the NFL. Yeah. Their their defense is pretty pathetic right now. Yeah. They'll get better later in the season like they always do, but uh, they won't reach the level they were last year, which wasn't great. But the Bills, if they win this week, they'll know for sure that their their Super Bowl window is open. Yeah. And that it's it's time for them to do it. And then we have a great game. Great game for for um Sunday night. Really? Because you don't even know. I mean Monday night. <laughs> don't even know what day it's on. Yeah, it's the Colts and the Ravens. Oh boy. Colts suck. It's yeah. the Ravens. <laughs> well, I mean how many Tell teams did I have I, that I just put they suck? <laughs> Uh, I counted like four. Well, it's yeah. it's good that we kind of speed round this because we are approaching on the hour mark, and I'm not I don't I don't want to go into too much detail on this, but I, I just want to say I want to gripe for a second about uh, the MLB playoffs. Are you done with your picks? Yeah. Oh, right. uh, we got just Dustin Poirier is going to fight Charles Oliveira, uh, and Poirier is going to win if he yeah. can. It's important with the ground game. Um, Oliveira is really good on the ground, and you know he beat Tony. But I think Poirier will get the, will get his title back. Yeah, I think he's gonna win. I watched some highlights of Oliveira. He's very long and lanky. He is. He's a slim reaper. And as long as Dustin can get in, terrifying. get in and out quick, and not stay within his reach for too long, I think he can pull it out. Well, Dustin's win. a better striker, and I think Dustin, at his core, is a better grappler than Oliveira. Um, it's gonna be a really good fight, but. Dustin knows how to pull it out. I mean, I don't know if y'all ever watched him versus Hangman. No. Uh, or, I'm sorry, not Hangman. Dan Hooker. Is Hooker's oh, yeah. name Hangman? I don't know, but I did watch the Dan Hooker fight. Hooker the Dan Hooker, Hooker fight was a bloodbath. It was and it was fun to watch. It was but so it was, much fun it to was watch. Disgusting. And my, my old boss at Planet Nutrition like knows Dustin. Like He grew up with him, I believe. And he was saying, like, man, I wish you wouldn't have taken this fight. Like... He's so like this guy's so young. Dustin's kind of old. Like it's gonna be a, a bloody fight, and Dustin still did it and whipped that man, and it was awesome. And I think Hooker hasn't like won a fight since. Uh, all right. That's sad. Yeah. All right. So, what's that? what I want to talk about? <sighs> Yanks lose in the wild card. Red Sox and Dodgers advance. Uh, Dodgers come out of the National League. Why is Brett Gardner at 38 years old still? In a playoff roster, it is a joke that the Yankees cannot find somebody better than a 38-year-old Brett Gardner who can't hit, can barely field, and can just run fast. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my. A team that is worth 220 $8.6 million gets six hits. Six hits and two runs in a playoff game. Pathetic. Pathetic. Awful. Then you have our third base coach waving Judge home with one out, and he gets thrown out at home, completely kills the momentum of the game. We don't end up scoring another run. Yeah, but that what? Like oh, we no scored. We brain. scored one. I'm sorry. It was off a solo shot in the ninth inning. Thank you, Giancarlo Stanton, because you actually came to play and you've turned it on at the end of the season and you did everything you could for that team to win that game. But the rest of your team lets you down. Why Joey Gallo is batting fourth in the lineup when he has the highest strikeout rate in the league is a joke. Travesty. And Garrett Cole. Embarrassing. 
He pitched six innings. I'm sorry, six outs, two innings. He's the I best pitcher that in the world. Is embarrassing. He's the best pitcher in the world. He's the most elite pitcher in the world. Cy Young winner. Six outs. I don't, I don't have anything else to say to that. He pitched six outs. It's a joke. The Yankees barely deserve to be in those playoffs. And like I said, they're a team that can go out, score 27 runs, and then the next day not register a hit. It was a joke. I was disgusted watching it. And Aaron Boone should probably not be our coach next season. Look, at least you still have the Lakers and the Cowboys. I know. I know. And my 27 championships to sleep on. Yeah. Yeah, and Tom Brady. And Don't Tom. forget, he, yeah. he yeah. loves the Cowboys, but he loves Tom Brady more. He's literally Skip Bayless. It's just, it's, in all seriousness, we have gone out in the playoffs like the last five years to rival teams. It's becoming – it's starting to look like the Yankees are just the overrated team. We have all these big names, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many big names you have. If you are losing games, you shouldn't lose. Right. And we should not have lost to that Red Sox team. And that's all I'll say. Continue on, Josh. And, uh, you want to get to the trivia? Oh, wait, wait. What? I don't know if y'all saw. Um, just because we're talking about baseball, I love baseball. Especially, I love pitchers. Uh, the guy that pitches for San Francisco, Tyler Rogers. Mm-hmm. Dog. That guy has the nastiest slider I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm not joking, dude. That thing comes in at like 75, starts at the bottom right corner, outside the box, hits the top of the left side of the box. <laughs> at the end, it's just brutal. That it sounds brutal that sounds gnarly. Bro. <laughs> no, it's, it's filthy, dude. It's awesome. Did y'all see that guy for the Brewers? They made the play like the playoffs, so celebrating he punched a wall while they were celebrating, broke his hand out for the season. <laughs> That's the manliest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. That's so awesome. Out of celebrating, <laughs> punched the wall, broke his hand, and now can't play. Who um, the wall with that? I know Jackson, you wanted to talk about before we get into trivia, uh Newcastle United, the soccer team was just bought, and just to put this into perspective, yesterday. At about 10 a.m., Manchester City was the richest soccer team in the world worth, I want to say it was like, what, 23, mi- 23 uh, billion? 23.6. Yeah. Something like that, whatever. Um, Newcastle is now the richest team in the world at 263 billion. Just to keep in mind, that's about uh, 40 Jeff Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of scratch. Um, yeah. And you, as you know, you've told me before, that it is a very political situation, so you're not going to, you know, lean one way or the other. You're going to just kind of say at face value what it is, what it happened. Yeah, well, okay. So Man City was bought by a member of the royal family of Abu Dhabi, yes. right? Middle Eastern, oil tycoons, billions of dollars, massive. Yeah. Well, Newcastle was bought by somebody else in that same area, a Saudi Arabian prince. Don't know his name, but it was funneled through, you know, the sovereign state fund so that it was it was not a look. The whole deal itself was very, very sketchy. And yeah. a lot of people are worried. It was denied last year. Yes, it was in the Premier League. But I think the only reason they accepted it this year was because they had that precedent from allowing the Abu Dhabi team from Man City to so be purchased. Yeah. Right. So they, they couldn't they could not say no. Now this is a lot of the fans of Newcastle 
are fine. Yeah, they're happy. They, they want they now they just see this, they see this funding. They're looking at championships. Yes, that that's all they see, right? But there's a big divide now between all of England, honestly, in okay, yeah, we have all this money. Where'd it come from? Yeah. And that's that's where I'll stop. Yeah. It's uh it's a sticky situation. You should definitely go and, you know, look into it and do your own research. Um obviously we're not gonna disclose or say, you know, too many things because it's it's political. We don't yeah. wanna talk about anything like that. But it right. is a it is a very interesting situation happening over there. Uh and stuff like that, and I'll say this, it's ruining soccer. Um because you have these teams that are bought you know, for X amount of dollars, and they have so much more funding than the little guys, and it removes parity. It really hurts the lower leagues, and, you know, that was another thing that happened with the proposed Super League and, you know, leaving the little teams left behind. And, you know, seeing a team like Leicester City come up and win the Premier League a few years ago, that, you know, with more teams being bought for this amount of money, that, that'll never happen again. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, it's setting a dangerous – precedent right because yeah. it was 2008 that man city was bought by a middle eastern oil tycoon family now how many years later 13 years later another one one of the like a massive team right newcastle is being bought by another middle eastern oil tycoon i'm pretty sure psg is owned by a middle middle eastern oil tycoon as well and they just got messy yeah. So well, that 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 whole situation's not working out. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We then we were talking about that, but it and that and that's the thing. They have all this money. They have all this funding, but the, the players are they're not on par. Yeah. With that, it's not matching. Yeah. Right. It, and that'll change quickly. That's that's one thing I can say. As annoying as salary caps are in sports, I think they're necessary. They, they're very necessary. Yeah. Because yeah, they are. If you can just go and have the richest person in the world just go buy a team and then pay them all of the money, then you have the best team in the world. Yeah. Yep. And there's no point in watching any anything to do with that sport because there's yeah. unless you're that team's fan, it's yeah. just horrible. The whole point of sports is to watch a competition, not a right. not a blowout. Right. You see the dispersion of the good players and the great players so that you actually have not necessarily fair, but like you have teams, yeah. yeah. You have teams that can get Something better year after year. Yeah, it, and it, it's not just one season you can do it. And you have to manage your money within that financial budget that you're given, so that yeah. you don't end up in the jet spot right now where they're uh, uh, miserable. I think it should be kind of at least for soccer, they should follow the German system where it's owned by the the town, it's owned by the fans. They are the owners of the team. All of the decisions, yeah, they have a board that they elect, but it is owned by the, the city. Yeah. That way you don't have these teams with ridiculous funds, like just money that you – Unlimited money. Unlimited. <clears throat> I mean, this the, per, the people that bought Newcastle United could go on and probably buy over 100 clubs with that amount of money. Oh, easily. Well, if you look at what? Man City, $23 billion. Yeah. That was ridiculous Newcastle. at its time. Yeah. What's uh, what's the third team? I don't even know. Uh, I think like, it might be PSG. It might be. I know Manchester uh, United was on there at like four billion. Right, and which is oh, absurd that you'd go. You're jumping down from two hundred and sixty billion to twenty three billion at the second spot to four billion at the third spot. That that gap 
That is ridiculous. Okay, so this is um, a list of Premier League clubs with richest owners. So you got like Southampton is the is at tenth with at three billion. Okay. Newcastle is two hundred and sixty billion, and they make Southampton look like dwarfed. Yeah, dwarfed. Completely. That That's is, pocket change. That is, they're, they're almost three hundred times richer. That's crazy that we're somehow looking at three billion as a small number. I, I know exactly that that should not be like Chelsea's worth 10 billion Arsenal 7 billion Man U is 4 billion it, they don't come you could add all of the other teams up and they and don't even it still looks puny probably every single no you, you probably could without looking at all of the values you could probably add up every single team under the under Newcastle and not make up that money I, I, I would agree with you I would highly agree if with the you. second one is 23. All right. You still have $230 billion to make up to catch up. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Mm. Well, and you're setting a very, very, very dangerous precedent of, okay, well, now they're allowing all of these, all of these states because it's states, right? You're letting them come in and buy these teams, and now you're not going to be able to say no. I feel like uh, if it wasn't that much money, it wouldn't be that big a problem. But since it's at like – like it's getting to the point where it's just like ridiculous. Like yeah, standards are like not even a thing now. No, no, it's going. You you can't you can't allow this if it, like it's going to be hard for them to even think about like implementing a, a cap system or anything like that now. Oh, it's it's done because then it'll be along the lines of they're doing it to hinder that team because they have that much money. The only thing that helps. The Premier League in this situation is it's still Newcastle. Nobody wants to go there. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I yeah. think that's probably yeah. about to change. No, and that was the thing. Like, you look at what happened with Messi at PSG. He's not performing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No matter how much he's making, he's not. His heart's not in it. And and that was what I was about to say about the the German teams. When you have that, you have that called a community that owns it. That it. It keeps it centralized, and it makes it makes you more prideful for your yeah. team. That's your team. That is your team, and that is your country, and it promotes you staying there and playing despite you having the option of going and having a four billion dollar salary. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, you're like a you're like a side character in the book. You can do whatever. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Just go run around doing All right, side we're at, a, we're at a minute third or an hour thirteen, so we gotta we gotta wrap this thing up. I got a test to go take. All right, boys. Whoa. Whoa. I go first. Oh, oh, okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> go ahead. All right. No trivia. Which SEC quarterback saw his team break a decades-long national title drought the year after he left? Ice skaters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you should know this one, Josh. The year after he left? The year after he left, his team broke a decades-long uh, national championship drought. And there was a coach that had an absolutely fantastic quote about uh, Peyton Manning coming back for his senior season. Is this Adam Gase? No. Oh, well, I don't know then. Peyton Manning. Oh. The year oh, after Peyton yeah. Manning left Tennessee, <laughs> yeah, they uh, they won the national championship in 1998. I don't know why. I don't, wanna, I don't, know. I don't know why Adam Gase was stuck in my head. Yeah, that's Dude. a weird one. Well, yeah, gave you every one. like. So if you look at Adam Gase's history, every year after he leaves somewhere, they the, win a championship. Okay, that's why. That's why it was just stuck in my that head. Has to be one of the worst. Peyton Manning graduated in '98. 
97. God, he's old. Oh. <laughs> it's literally the year I was born. That's like, he is. He's old. So old. He stores all of his years in his forehead. He does. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's like a tree. All right, Josh. It's like a tree. <laughs> How many quarterbacks were drafted in the first round of the 2020 NFL draft? Bonus points if you can name them. In the 2020 NFL draft, let me see. Y'all are welcome to answer these two. You've got. Oh, yeah, you don't want me answering. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> the, the, that, that's the one that was last year, correct? Not this. Is not that the one that just happened before this season? So not previous. Lawrence's class. No. Okay, so if it wasn't, that was Burrow's class? Okay, so you had Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Um, I'm trying to think of who else was in that class. I know Joey and Justin. Higher or lower? What? That's <laughs> you you not lower. how that works, buddy. Um, is it less than five or more than five? Less than five. Okay, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Who else was in that class? Probably Heart. Heart. Jordan Love. Oh, Jordan Love. He and went there's one more that had a huge name in college. Had a huge name in college. Did he play on a top ten team? Yeah. Okay, you have LSU, Alabama, Clemson. Oh, uh, Tua? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we got there. All right. All right. All right, which, Trivia did not go well for either of us today. No. Which former SEC coach said, I always like playing Georgia in that second game because you could always count on them having two or three key players suspended? <laughs> Was it Les Miles, Urban Meyer, Steve Spurrier, or Bear Bryant? I'll say Bear Bryant. I was about to say I was, that. I was going to guess that, too. It was Steve Spurrier. All right. Well. Steve, Steve Spurrier also had a quote about Peyton Manning. He's like, oh, it's really good that he came back for his senior season. I guess he wants to uh, be a three-time Citrus Bowl MVP. <laughs> like, Spurrier had some of the greatest coaches. The, the He had the nickname the head ball coach. I'm pretty sure they had asked him one time about, like, why he doesn't take his you know first team offense off the field when his team's up by a lot, and he's like, it's not my job to tell them not to score, to make the other team feel better. <laughs> like Spurrier was ruthless, and I even though he was uh, a coach at Florida and then at South Carolina, I loved Spurrier. All right, minor league time. Oh God, uh, there's a lot of teams here because there's more of y'all. All right, guys, are y'all ready for this? Always. It's when I say a bunch of minor league team names and you got to pick which one's real. So we got minor league time. Uh, Sorry, I have some technical difficulties right there. I really don't know when I started cutting out. Uh, All right. Let's see. We've got the Biloxi Shuckers, the Bismarck B-Wolves, the Hope County Cougars, the Mudville Nine, the San Diego Tsunami, and the Milwaukee Beers. There's only one real one? Only one of these is real. Biloxi Shuckers is Biloxi the only Shuckers. real one. Because mm. it's it's too clever for you to make up. Wait, what? One I, was, I was thinking Shuckers, too. I think I know that that one's real. If I don't, then I'm going to feel bad because I have myself convinced. No, I just think I know Blake can't make one up better than that. Oh, that I, is I've a, definitely made up has. some great ones. Wait, what when, was, when what was, was the last the, one? The Allegheny County? The Allegheny County Swashbucklers. That was good. Biloxi Shuckers. One, one was called the. I'm gonna tell you right nines. now. What was it? One was called the Nines. Mudville I'm going, Nine. I'm going with that one. You going with Mudville Nine? Yeah. Are y'all both set? I'm dead set on Biloxi Shuckers. I'll stay. I'll stay Shuckers. 
All right, y'all are right. I have never missed <laughs> yeah. one. All right, so. Oh, this guy. I've never missed one. If it one. makes you feel any better, Bismarck B. Wolves is from a game that I played called, like, Super Mega Baseball. Uh, <laughs> the Hope County Cougars is from Far Cry 5. The Mudville 9 is from Casey at the Bat. Um, I don't know. Why did my mic just get so much loud? Did y'all hear that? No. I may, oh, I may have hit my headphones louder. Um, yeah, it got so much louder in my ears. Uh, the San Diego Tsunami is from Call of Duty Ghosts when you play in that baseball stadium. And then the Milwaukee Beers is from Basketball. Yeah, that one. Basketball is a hilarious movie if you've never seen it. I have it. Oh, yeah, I need to watch it. It's so good. It's a mixture of baseball and basketball, if you didn't know. I, I, oh, wow, I figured. Man. All right, Josh. Uh, we got to get out of here. Uh, we appreciate Jackson and Elliot joining us on this fine Friday afternoon. Hope you all enjoyed them. If yeah. you did, let us know on Twitter. Yeah. At Bleacher Creature with no vowels. Yeah, actually, yep. put, it, put it on our YouTube comment. I'll, I'll come for you. Yeah. yeah. Find, find, my, find our YouTube channel and just at annoy me in comments. All right, guys. Peace out.